You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And this week we have with us none other than Tahoya Jackson. Tahoya is the founder of Mended Pieces and pioneer of the Hey Girl Heal movement, where she creates a safe space that allows women to heal, vent, learn and grow. Her greatest mission is to humanize healing in women worldwide, decrease the mental health stigma, and help women all over the world become the best versions of themselves. As an inner healing coach and transformational speaker, Taihoya is devoted to sharing her story with the world so that women and girls can find truth in theirs. Due to the emotional toll of living life through the filter of pain and constantly settling for less than she deserved, Tahoya embarked on a journey of self-healing after becoming a single mother, suffering from depression, identity issues, failed relationships, and countless negative experiences. She teaches women how to get up because she, she's been down. She teaches women how to get over because she's been under. She teaches women how to finish because she didn't get off to a good start. In business, she helps single moms heal their heart and maximize their mission to increase their faith, focus, and find freedom. As a mompreneur and millennial influencer, Tahoya offers coaching and training to equip women with the necessary strategies and tools for personal healing and growth to succeed in life, love, and business. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. As you know, it is March and we're celebrating powerful women all month long. And I'm super excited to have with me Miss Tahoya. And you heard in her bio how all the great things that she is currently doing. So let's give a warm Purpose Chaser welcome to Tahoya. Welcome to the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. We're so glad that you're here. Now, we heard about all the amazing things that you're doing in your bio, but the first thing I want you to tell us is something fun, a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. I would have to say that I am an overachiever. You may have heard that somewhat, but I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you an example. Um, in like all throughout school, um, so I was that kid, like if I got an 89, like I was at home, like on the floor crying, like, I'm oh. like I can't have this. No, I need a 90. I needed an A. So <laughs> when I got to like adulthood, like that's when I got like punched 
connect with like reality because I was like, okay, life is not <laughs> the way it has been as a kid. But yeah, I'm an overachiever um, in everything that I do. But now I'm more realistic about it. And I'm like, okay, well, if I don't get it right this time, you know, there's always next time. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. But it, I mean, overachieving can be a, a very excellent um, quality to have as a member of the overachieving club. <laughs> I completely, I completely understand. And look at how that quality has led to some amazing things from you. So yes. you know what? From one member of the overachieving club to another, we see you and we acknowledge you and we thank you for tr- always striving for that A. Because now look at you. The next question that I have for you, I want to know about how Mended Pieces came about. Oh, so yeah. So definitely Mended Pieces, it was birthed in 2018 as a way of me being fed up. And I don't know what other terms to use, but I had reached a season in my life where I felt that I was wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And when I mean that, I mean that on like when I was at home, I was in a dark place. And when I was out, in society, I was being a light for everyone else. And I didn't know how to be a light for myself. And the reason why is because I had been through so much in my life that I had just buried that because like I said earlier, I was an overachiever. So I was always striving for perfection. I had the fear of failure. And so I had to always appear that everything was okay. And so that meant not dealing with what was really tearing me up on the inside. So I went on my own personal healing journey um, once I you know, got fed up, as I said. And from that, um, about two years, I did my own personal healing journey. I grew closer to God. I you know, learned about the things that were affecting me. So I learned more about my traumas and my triggers and um, you know, things that had um, affected me for my entire life that I had continued to sweep under the rug. And I went on my own healing journey. And after that, um, it was just a season for me where I saw a lot of people around me were dealing with the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I reached out to God and was like, okay, God, I know, you know, you didn't have me go through this healing journey for for nothing. What What is it that you want me to do? I didn't know if it was he wanted me to speak to people or just mentor people or what have you, but it was more so of, be that resource that they need, be that that loving arm that they need in this season and just show them that although all of these things have happened to them, um, these negative experiences and emotional trauma has happened to them in their life, that this is not the end of the road. Wow, that is amazing. And I, I like I like how, you know, you got to a point where you like, you know what, I'm just tired of this and I know I need change and I know I need something different so that I can show up for myself like I'm showing up for other people and you carve the time up to, to actually heal. So you mm-hmm. said that you dealt with trauma and you identify your triggers. How did you go about, you know, dealing with your trauma or identifying the trauma that you have experienced? Oh yes, definitely. And I do this exercise with the ladies that I work with a lot as well. Um, it's called finding the root. Mm-hmm. So I know healing is very, very messy, but I, it's necessary. And when I say finding the root, what I mean is that going to sit down to find out why your current actions are, I mean, linking your current actions to something that happened in the past. So therefore, like I just give an example, some women may say that um, they just have trust issues, but you have to 
sit down and actually be 100% honest and realistic with yourself and ask yourself, okay, yes, I do not trust other people, but why is it that I don't trust other people? And sometimes my thing was, it was a family member who had violated me that I trusted when I was like seven years old. So that's where my trust um, started. You know, it left from people when I was like seven years old. And then to add to that, I grew up in a single parent home. So I didn't trust my father because he left he left me and ran out on me. So it was a lot of things that I had to deal with for myself. But it takes us going back to that place that we don't that we've been running from Mm -hmm. to actually assess what's really going on with us. Right. Right. That's good, because a lot of our behaviors really, and I talk about this when I'm talking to my clients about identifying their limiting beliefs, Mm. that it affects how we behave. And sometimes we don't even notice that that is the actual reason why we're behaving that way. We just Mm -hmm. think it's, it's something superficial when it's not. So you said to identify your trauma and identify the root, but once you identify the root, what's the process? Talk us through the process for anybody who needs to, um, in the in who is listening to this podcast and is starting to have a revelation while listening to us that there's you know they have trauma and they've identified it but what would the next step be so when you identify that trauma the next step would be healing in that area and what i mean in that sense is so if you were you have a, a fear of rejection so you don't want you know you were pushed away from someone in the past um with that you have to and try to realize more so mine was basically research um, where I got to know myself a lot better um, in that sense. So a lot of times we isolate ourselves because we don't want to be rejected or we um, have trust issues with people because we've been abandoned before. And that takes you working through that, whether that's with a therapist, whether that's with a life coach, whether that's with a person in your family that's going to hold you, you know, accountable um, it takes you working through that, that with someone. Um, a lot of times we try to do it on our own, but when we do it on our own, basically we're just ignoring it as opposed to dealing with it. Um, and that looks like, so if you were molested, um, you just don't go around me and period. And that it does, it, it works for, you know, a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but you have to be realistic because there's men all over the world. Like you will have to interact with me. And so you have to learn how to actually um, adapt to those environments without messing up that wound again, if that makes sense. I completely understand. So definitely encouraged to work with work through it with somebody, somebody that can help you. So my next question is, if we have a friend or a family member who we can see that's going through or trying at least to go through this healing process, how do we as their community be supportive to their process. Oh yes, definitely. When I feel that give them grace, um, but more so hold them accountable from a distance <laughs> because healing is, is, is a, a hard <laughs> process. Yeah. So it, 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 we have to continue to um, go down those paths that we, you know, that we don't want to go down. <laughs> so, you know, yes, acknowledging that you know, yes, I understand that you're healing. I'm here for you, but not like, oh, okay, well, girl, you said you wasn't going to the club no more. Oh, girl, you said you wasn't going to date this man no more. Like, not in a nagging way, but just call them out. Like, okay, yes, I understand that you're healing. How can I help you in this process? 
Um, but just not being all up on them in the sense of, oh, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do this. Because, you know, it's a process that they have to go through on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cause sometimes we think we're helping and we're really, <laughs> we're really hindering and we're offering all this unsolicited advice. So I love, I love hold them accountable from a distance so that they can go through this process mm-hmm. and make it through to the other end. And then also, if I'm correct, not everybody's healing process is not going to look the same. It won't. It won't so, look the same. So don't judge them. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we fall, like we're, mm-hmm. we're human beings. So if they get started and they're off on a good foot and they're really, really healing, but you know, something comes back and they divert back to their old behaviors, you know, that that's normal. Like they have to see themselves that, okay, this isn't the, the situation or the life that I want. So I need to get back on this path to healing. Um, and that may take you, you know, bringing up something. I saw that, you know, you, I thought you were healing what's going on or just a, a, a random, you know, comment, but just not trying to be their, their parent in a sense, um, when it comes to the healing journey. I, I, yes, don't be their parent. <laughs> I, <laughs> they already have parents do not be their parent. So I, one of the things that was mentioned in your bio is that you wanted to humanize healing. Tell us what that means. What humanizing healing means is to show the world that it's okay to heal, to -hmm. show the world that it's okay to take the mask off, to show the world that it is okay to overcome the things that you've been through. Because a lot of times when we as people, we've been through things, we continue to hold on to those labels. And what I mean is... So if someone said in the past, oh, well, you won't ever amount to anything, we carry that for our entire lives and we believe that. And it's okay to let go of that and work on healing from what people said and how people treated you because that's, you know, that was on them. You have to live your life for you. And I talk a lot about forgiveness because when we don't forgive someone, we're allowing them to control our emotions in our entire life. And they've gone on about their business and they're doing, you know, whatever they want to do. But we're still over here, you know, hurt about the situation Mm -hmm. or blaming them and not being able to live our lives fully the way that we need to. So that's why I I know that forgiveness is key um, when it comes to your healing. Because it sets you free as a person. It's not, you know, um, overriding what they did to you. It's basically just setting you free um, from that that you have with that person and those failed expectations that you have from that person and just basically getting on the path to work on yourself and your growth to become a better person all around. I, I, I love, I love that forgiveness is so important. And like you said, it sets us free more than it sets the other person free. And I just want to talk, touch on this. What, I want you to describe what forgiveness is because I know some people have forgiveness and they believe that you don't forgive somebody completely until you forget what they've done. Now, that's not necessarily my school of thought. I believe that forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget. That is maybe a different step in your healing process, not to forget, but to be able to process it and not bring up the emotions that come with what you have experienced. But tell us what forgiveness looks like to you when dealing with healing. Oh, yes, definitely. So when it comes to forgiveness, 
my definition of it is being okay with never receiving an apology. Ooh, say that and, again. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, go back. <laughs> Forgiveness is being okay with never receiving an apology because mm-hmm. when we've been hurt or we've been broken or torn or you know stabbed in the back by a person or taken advantage of by a person, we sit around and, and wait on this person to be sorry. And what that means is our life is basically wasting away because nine times out of 10, that person isn't sorry, Mm -hmm. or it'll take them 20 plus years to realize what they did. And so therefore we are minimizing our life and our potential by sitting around waiting on an apology that we will never get. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to forgiveness, you have to let go of that resent, those feelings of resentment and and vengeance when it comes towards a person, because Mm -hmm. I know, you know, we are mad at people for the things that they did to us because we don't know why. You know, or we feel that, you know, we love this person and we trusted this person and how could you hurt me? And I think it's more so of us not knowing why the person did it that affects us the most as opposed to the person actually doing it. So being able to let go of those those feelings, that those negative feelings that we have towards that person and just releasing them. Um, and that's one thing that's key because we live we live in the cutoff generation. So we want to cut, <laughs> yes. cut off everybody. And what I learned is that we more so need to focus on releasing people because when we cut people off, it leaves a residue. So that person is still connected to your life in a sense. So just releasing that person and, and asking, um, you know, God to help you forgive that person and release that person from your life because th- that person will be dealt with in a different way. It, and you sitting around waiting on an apology and not living your life is not the way that that person, you know, will realize what they did. It'll take them, you know, focusing on what they did or, or you're coming back to their memory for them to work on it themselves. It, it won't happen through you. So just letting go of that control that you think you have when it comes to um, whether, you know, you want the karma to happen or you want that person to realize how bad, you know, they did you, mm-hmm. you know, just letting go of that um, and just basically doing what you need to do. Um, we'll never forget the things that have happened to us because it's life. Yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, girl, we'll just forget that. No, it's hard to forget that. You have to forgive and move on with your life and just, you know, work on you um, overcoming that situation. I know. I know somebody needed to hear that. I know that <laughs> if anything, if that was the only thing somebody needed to hear, that forgiveness is being OK with knowing that you may never receive an apology. I love how you phrase that because like you said, too many times we find ourselves in a period of waiting or being stagnant and we can't move because we're waiting on this apology that may never happen. But if we release, not cut people off, because you know our generation, we, we're quick to to pull out scissors and just cut and cancel people, but we need to release them so that what they do or whatever happens moving forward, it doesn't affect us. So Forgiveness, guys, is key to your healing process. My next question for you, I'm going to take it to the church for a little bit. (laughs) I want to talk about the fact that you can still go to church, love Jesus, and see a therapist. Listen, I do it every week. (laughs) Because I feel like the way the church was in the former years, it was anytime we talked about therapy or maybe seeing a counselor or a psychologist, or we think about people who have mental health issues, they weren't really 
with going to see somebody about your problems. Mm -hmm. We wanted to pray that problem away, but some, but I, I, God has anointed every person to do something in his kingdom. And I believe that just like where uh, pastors are anointed and prophet and apostles are anointed and teachers are anointed, doctors are anointed, psychologies, psychologists are anointed, counselors, therapists are all anointed to do and help you process what you're going through. So let's talk about the stigma of going to therapy and how we can get over it if you feel like that you're a Christian and you shouldn't see a therapist. Yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) And I feel that uh, one of the reference that I have and I tell people a lot is that people who have cancer, they have faith, they believe in God, but they also have to go through chemo and radiation Mm -hmm. um, to heal what's going on inside their bodies. And like you said, God appointed doctors, he appointed therapists, he appointed you know, coaches and people to help you along your journey. And just because we go to therapy and talk to people, it doesn't mean that we don't believe in God because mm-hmm. I believe that faith without works is dead. So I can believe that, <laughs> you know, I can sit here and pray all day and, and trust and believe in God. But how can I exercise what I'm asking God to do for me? Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's Dr. Anita Phillips. She said that, um, that therapy is a strategy and mm-hmm. prayer, prayer is a weapon and um, therapy is a strategy. And we all need strategy strategies in our life. It's not saying that, Oh God, I don't believe, believe in you, but it's like, okay, God, I know you placed this person here on this earth to help me through this problem that I'm going through. So I'm going to be obedient and go talk to this person because I know there is something going on within me. And so what we need to do is pair the prayer with the therapy And it's just a powerful thing when we bring it all together. It is. I completely agree. So therapy is a part of your strategy to your healing process. Mm -hmm. And okay, so for the saints who may not know when it's time to see a therapist, what, what are some indicators that you need help? And you should go and speak to somebody who will help you and will listen to you and not have any judgment towards you, but just hear you and help you process what you're going through. What are are, for you, the top three signs that we can, we can identify that will help us know that it's time for us to go seek help. Um, I'll have to say the same things keep happening over and over (laughs) in your life. Um, so for instance, just say you, um, are, sexually promiscuous and you you prayed and asked God, God help me, but you always go back down this road where you're regretting what you did. But number like key ones I put into in perspective, I would say one is that you're feeling very overwhelmed. So it's hard for you to conduct your day-to-day um activities because your mind is all over the place. You know, your your feelings and emotions are all over the place or your body is in a stressful zone. And I mean like your tent and different things like that. Number two, I would say you keep getting sick. Or, you know, a lot of people get like headaches all the time when they, you know, when they need to release or to talk to someone. And number three is that you are using void fillers to cope Mm -hmm. with what's going on. And when I say void fillers, what I mean is that a lot of times people turn to um, alcohol, drugs, sex, um, different things in that way to cope with 
the things that they're going through and to numb the pain that they're feeling inside. So if you're just continuing to go through life numbing the pain, that's a very paramount issue that you need to go see. <laughs> you need to go see someone um, because yes, okay, yes, I know it's okay to drink occasionally or whatever, what have you. But if you are using those things to numb the pain and to take that pain away, then it's very much so time for you to go talk to someone about what's going on with you. And number four, I just add a bonus one is you are, you, you pull away from people. And I've had this happen to me as well, um, where I felt alone in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that one was key for me because I was like, I'm around all these people. Why do I feel like I'm in here by myself? You know, and that's because you are alone with your thoughts or you you're in a dark place. Um, And I'll describe it like that. You're in a dark place and nothing really comforts you. Um, So the things that you are used to, you know, those things don't make you happy anymore. Or you just feel like, okay, this is really not me. You don't feel like yourself. And I feel that when you reach that point, it's really time for you to go to therapy or time for you to get around a, a a lot of times people, I guess they have their own views of therapy. I love therapy. I recommend it to everyone, but some people do better in environments where it's a support group. So where it's other women that they can, you know, heal with along their journey and talk to and vent to and heal with, um, that makes, you know, that works for them. So get into a space that works for you, whether that's signing up for therapy, whether that's, you know, getting to a support group or working with a coach or just basically getting an accountability partner. But I would recommend everyone to go to therapy at least, you know, a few times to try it out before you actually, you know, write it off. <laughs> because a lot of times people just hear stories from other people mm-hmm. or just go with what they heard before they actually ever tried it. So just actually go try it first before you develop, you know, your opinion about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure once you get in there, you'll probably be going faithfully every week like me. (laughs) Take note of those signs, purpose chasers who are listening to this, as you know, as you know, in this community, or and if you're, this is the first time you're listening to this episode, in this community, we are all for therapists. We're all for counseling. I'm doing my doctorate in Christian counseling with a focus in cognitive therapy. So I'm all for you, for you guys getting your mind right and making sure you're healing properly because I want you to go forth and manifest the purpose of God in your life. And you can't do that until you're right and you're whole. So take notes of what we're saying in this episode so you know when it's time for you to try therapy what's the worst that can happen you go exactly and 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 when i think about the stigma that surrounds therapy so we're so in our feelings about going to talk to someone who is licensed and who mm-hmm. is the school for this to help us through these things but we would rather be broken our entire lives than put our pride to the side to go to therapy and talk to someone. I, I don't understand it. But, you know, we have to put let that pride go, let that ego go and do what's right for us in our mental capacity, because it's impossible us. It's impossible for us to fulfill our destiny and the plans that God has for us. If, you know, our mind is all over the place or if we, you know, are, are drinking ourselves to death or we are not feeling great or we're always overwhelmed or have anxiety or have depression and all of those things taking over our lives. And I guess since we are, you know, talking from a a faith perspective, a lot of times some of that stuff is the strategies of the devil to get you off track. 
And mm. what we need to take is some time to actually reassess that and get discernment to know, okay, I, I haven't been feeling like myself. What What is going on with me? And sometimes it's the enemy coming to get you off track, but just basically going to therapy or talking to someone um, about what's going on with you. Because at the end of the day, none of us are alone and we are all here for each other. Yes, we are all here for each other. So and and what I love about this day and age, there's all there's so many different ways you can get therapy now. Mm-hmm. You can sign up online and see somebody via Zoom or something for therapy. So just explore the different ways that you can get the help that you need. Get somebody to talk to you. There is no stigma in this community. What I want you to know is, listen, you're better off getting it right now than waiting the next couple decades and wish you did it when you were in your 30s, but now you're in your 50s and you're dealing with the same problem. I want you to get it now. I want you to know that, you know, you will find community. There's community here where you can grow and heal together. That is what the ladies on the Created for More course are doing. We're growing and we're healing together and we're identifying the issues that we have yet to deal with and dealing with them so that we can go forth and experience the more that God has for us. So let's get into the Hey Girl Heal movement. I want you to tell the Purpose Chasers all about the Hey Girl Heal movement that you've started. Oh, yes, definitely. So what Hey Girl Heal is, it's, it's a we created a safe space for women to, like you said earlier, to humanize healing and to decrease the mental health stigma. Um, and we equip women to become the best version of themselves. A lot of times we've been beaten down so bad by life that we feel like it's the end of the road. And what Hey Girl Heal is, is me and uh, the, the rest of the ladies. We're, we're reaching our hands out to you. Girl, get up. Like, we have you. Like, you can be more. You can see more. You can do more. What happened to you isn't, you know, the, the end all be all. What happened to you is just the circumstances, but you have to overcome that. And we're here to help you through that thing. Um, and that's what Hey Girl Hill is. Um, realizing that you have to heal from what happened to you. We can't continue to sweep it under the rug or wear masks. It, we, it does require work. But just knowing that you're not doing it alone just knowing that we were here with you every step of the way. Um, because another point to touch on um, kind of the question that we talked about earlier is because the things that we don't heal from, they spill over into our children, into our finances and business and relationships. So healing is fundamental when it comes to life in general. Um, so we have to be very, very conscientious about our healing and take the time to do it because if we don't, um, it affects our lives in so many ways. I want to thank you for just creating that community where women can come and have somebody who will reach out a hand and say, you know, I'm healing too. Whilst you're healing, let's help each other. Let's support each other. Let's hold each other accountable. So that is is really, really amazing. Tell us about how you were able to break free from your past and become the woman you are today. Oh, yes, definitely. So I've been through (laughs) a lot in my life. And it's crazy because if you look at me, you really can't see it. Um, But now that I've, you know, gone down this journey to share my story, I share my story so that women and girls can find truth in theirs. And what that looks like is me telling you that I've been sexually abused, me telling you the effects of, um, you know, 
having an absent father, me telling you what grief looks like because my little brother died three days after I dropped him off. And it's just me opening up to let the world know that although it looked, you know, although things happen to you, you can still, you know, strive for greater. You can still overcome those things to be who God has called and destined you to be. And what that looked like for me being able to overcome the journey, like, I mean, overcome what happened to me is basically, like I said earlier, me taking off the mask. And what that looked like is getting down and dirty, rolling in my sleeves, throwing in the towel, being fed up, knowing that, okay, if I don't heal from this, then that's just my life. My life is over because I would walk around with a mask on forever or I would be um, broken forever or, you know, out here just basically feeling voids and numbing the pain the rest of my life. And no one wants to live that way. So what I did is be fully committed to my healing. And what that means is, okay, I'm totally fine with not going to places I used to go to. I'm totally fine with not being in community with people who bring on, who only bring out the bad in me. I'm totally fine with, you know, not going around things that trigger me Mm -hmm. uh, until I'm fully ready to go around those things until I know how to adapt to those things. Um, you know, but I know that, okay, this is a trigger for me. So being sexually abused, it was a a smell of cologne that kind of got me back into that mental space. Mm -hmm. So, and what I tell the people that I work with is that, okay, you can't, you know, you can't dictate, you know, a person's cologne, like you're going to smell this cologne on a million men throughout the rest of your life. So you have to heal from that and work to overcome, you know, develop that mental toughness um, when it comes to these things so that you can actually go back out into the world and just smell that cologne and just be like, okay, well, I know that happened to me, but I'm totally fine now. Um, And fix your mind to know that everything that happened to you happened for a reason. And when I changed my perspective, I was, you know, I was so mad at the world because I was like, how could these people hurt me? How could this person take advantage of me at such a young age? But you have to realize that all of the things that happened to you, God allowed those to happen to develop your strength, to develop your character for you to, you know, in my shoes now for me to tell the world what happened for me to help women along their journey as well to be relatable because a lot of times people try to tell you what to do or how to do it and they never experienced it so he gave me real life experience to help women along their journey and i'm grateful for it but it takes changing your perspective and that was one of the big things for me was actually realizing that okay i know these things happen to me but let me shift my mindset when it comes Mm -hmm. to these things not saying that oh it was okay to be sexually abused or it was okay to you know um lose my little brother or have an absent father because none of those things were okay but just knowing that this is my story and when you get that hand you you have to be okay you have to find a way to to way way to win with it you know no matter what your hand looks like, finding a way to deal with it and win with it. And, and, and I don't say that because I'm, I'm, you know, we are all working. We are all a work in progress as well as myself, but just basically realizing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and striving to get to that light on a daily basis because healing is a daily commitment. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people is that you can't detox from an entire decade in a day. You have to give yourself mm-hmm. grace. Um, every morning you wake up, God, can you please help me to heal today? Um, what, what areas do I need to heal, heal from today? Help me to strive. And on social media, um, my goal for myself is I made a commitment to myself to only do three things on social media. Um, and my keyword for 2020 is intentional. 
So I want to be intentional with everything that I do. So my purpose on social media is to share my faith, to give hope and to be the light. So if I post anything that's not related to any of that, then that's the mission that God has for me. So I need to delete it or I need, you know, I need to go back to the drawing board. But just being a light to people, it makes me feel so much better. Um, And one thing that I recommend for people to do during that healing season, once they are actually, you know, I wouldn't say fully healed because we'll never be fully healed. But once they get to a place where they're comfortable with what they've been through is to go back out and reach out to help others who are in the situation that you were once in. So if you were homeless, going to a homeless shelter to speak to the ladies. If you, you know, were um, abused, going back to a domestic violence shelter and just speaking to the ladies and just to show them and tell them the story of your triumph. Um, that doesn't have to be you being a professional speaker or going out, you know, and creating courses for it. But it's just basically telling people and showing people what you've been through and just to show them a positive example um, of how you came out on the other side. Wow. Look what the Lord has done. And I want people who are listening, the community that is listening to know that, like you said, everything is intentional. God allowed certain things to happen to you or for you to experience certain things so that you can help somebody else along this, along the process. What you go through is not just for you, whether it's good or bad. Whatever you have been through is will get you to a place where you can help other people in the same exact position where you were once in. So I love how you have decided to change your perspective and have these new values that you bringing your life into alignment with, even when you're on social media, you're making sure that you're doing things that will allow you to be the light. And you're not just on social media to be on social media, but you're there to make a difference. So that is amazing. And you can use social media for good in case people were wondering, (laughs) you can use social media for good in a way to help other people during the process. So I know you have the Hey Girl Heal self-development journal. And I know that my community who is listening to this might want to know how to dive even deeper into some of the points that you were talking about. So please tell us about the self-development journal and where they can purchase it. Oh, yes, definitely. So um, with the self-development journal, the Hey Girl Hill self-development journal. So I designed the journal to help women navigate their healing journey and to discover their true self and learn how to manage their emotions all while growing a closer relationship with God. Um, so there's phenomenal things in there like mood trackers, um, daily prompts, um, self-reflection, a lot of things as well. Um, You can read more about it on the website, but all of the journals are available on heygirlheal.com, heygirlheal.com. And my website, if you want to learn more about what I do, it's tohoyajackson.com. Excellent. And while you're doing that, let them know how they can find you on social media as well. Yes, I am on Facebook and Instagram as at tohoyatalks at Tahoya Talks, T-A-L-K-S. Spell your first name for them, just in case. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> at Tahoya Talks, so it's T-A-H-A-U-Y-A-T-A-L-K-S. Okay, 
perfect. And you guys know I will put the link on all the information that Tahoya has given you in the show notes. Before we go, Tahoya, I want to ask you if you have any last bits of advice that you can give for the healing journey. I would have to say to set realistic expectations. Like I said earlier, the key thing is giving yourself grace in this. Yeah. Um, whether you have to cry, whether you have to scream, um, those feelings will come back up. Um, healing is not pretty, but it's necessary. And that I think that's the, the key thing. It's necessary for you to grow and to thrive and to evolve into the woman that God has created you to be. So when it comes to doing that work, just know that better is coming mm-hmm. um, because you are far better off healed than you, than you will ever be broken. So I think that's just enough for you to, to strive on a daily basis. Some days it, some days it won't work. I'm, I'm letting you know <laughs> some days it won't work. Some days it'll be tough, but you know, you have to start back over the next day and just knowing that that greater is coming and greater is on the other side and that the, the potential that God has for you is far greater than anything or any situation or circumstance that you have been through, but also changing your narrative to be thankful for everything that has happened. Oh, I love that. Change your narrative. Know that greater is coming and you will heal. It's a process. Don't ha- don't expect it to be something that will happen overnight, but give yourself grace and love yourself during the process. Definitely. I, loving yourself is is something that will take you to a whole nother level. But Tahoya, we want to I just want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all of these gems about healing. I know that it's so important for us to heal as individuals so that we can move forward. And you have given us the tools and tips that we need to heal. And if you guys are listening and you want to work with Tahoya, if you want to get her Hey Girl Heal journal, be sure to click the link in the show notes that will take you to her website and follow her on social media and get you a t-shirt too, because those t-shirts are cute and I'm about to order me one (laughs) as well. But um, I just want to... Thank you so much for being here. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I know the community will love this conversation. And thank you for all the work that you are doing, making sure that us as women around the world are healing effectively. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And kudos to you for the amazing work that, we do, that you do. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>